Welcome to the Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker. Join strength and conditioning expert Roberto Parker as he shares his over 35 years of experience in training athletes and helping people achieve their fitness goals. Now here's your moderator, Chris Whiting, with Coach Roberto. Yay! Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, the Health Detective Podcast is really kicking into high gear. I, I like where we're headed with this. Uh, we got another fun episode this week. It's going to be hard to top erectile dysfunction, but I think maybe we can do it. Because this week, we're going to talk about activity. Okay, now this, you hear that and you're like, what, activ- what's activity? Like macrame, what, what does that mean? No, what we're really doing is differentiating between exercise and activity. Is that right, Roberto? That is correct. Okay, awesome. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast. You're welcome. It would be hard to have this without you here. It's great to be here. So activity, what what does that mean? Activity is anything that is non-exercise. Now, there is a fine line between the two. I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of how human beings evolved because I'm very big on that. Whoa, we're going way back. We're going way, way back. Before we had modern technology, what did human beings do for survival? They walked every day. Mm -hmm. They hunted. They gathered. They ran from other wild animals, so they weren't lunch or dinner. And sometimes they had to hunt other animals for lunch or dinner. But they spent a lot of time walking what is walking it's ambulating putting one foot in front of the other it's activity just oh 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 it's activity okay now there are times when those primitive individuals had to throw a rock had to sprint had to run had to lift something heavy had to crawl maybe up a tree or climb a tree or something that was their form of exercise but they walked hunted and gathered they spent 80 to 90% of their time doing that. And that really is activity. Activity versus exercise. Activity is really underrated. Exercise is a little bit overrated. Now, I'm not saying not to do exercise because our next podcast will be on exercise. Okay. But. Spoiler. But Americans spend way more in the gyms than most third world countries. Mm-hmm. Most third world countries, do they have obesity like we have obesity? I was just going to bring that up. So both of my daughters are adopted from China. I've got to spend one month of my life in China, two weeks each time I adopted. There are not obese people in China, or at least where I was, but I was in big cities each time. And to your point, people walked and people rode bikes everywhere. That is called activity. Wow. Okay. Exercise is more structured, which we'll get into the next podcast. But uh-huh. exercise, uh, activity, I should say, is more leisurely. Mm-hmm. It could be recreational. It could be occupational or vocational because a person who works a construction job who's working his butt off every day, maybe climbing up and down a roof, maybe installing some electrical wiring or some plumbing or walking on an I-beam, building a you know, 18 tower building, that's activity. So this is so funny. I, I knew this. Okay. I knew this was going to be what one of our topics tonight. And for whatever reason, a book that I read years ago, and I cannot even remember what it was, but this guy was talking about, um, how we're not aware of how sedentary we are. And I remember one of the lines in the book was you go to work and you get 
on an elevator like you're a pharaoh and you deserve to be lifted up one or two flights of stairs instead of, you know, making yourself lowly enough to actually walk up the stairway. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I do that myself. Yeah, I mean, you know, Americans, we have it comfortable here. Let's let's be honest. Mm -hmm. We we have it real comfortable compared to non-industrialized countries. Like I said, if you go to most non-industrialized countries, I guess Europe maybe is not really that lowly industrialized, but Europeans are a little bit different culturally speaking because they they walk more. Mm-hmm. Um, the way cities are designed over there are different. You know, they're more like townships and villages. They walk to work. They walk to church. They walk to school. They walk to family get-togethers. Yeah. They walk everywhere more than we do. When I was in Tokyo with the Kansas City Chiefs about 20 years ago, uh, they had a lot of traffic, but you go downtown Tokyo, there's rows and rows and rows and rows of bicycles. Wow. Because people are bicycling to work every day. People are bicycling to do their daily activities. But before time gets away, metabolism. The bottom line here is people want to be aware of their metabolic processes. And what's the role of metabolism to produce energy and heat? Now, I'm going to give you a few numbers here. Non-exercise associated thermogenesis thermogenesis means how much heat our body produces oh wow that's metabolism non-exercise of your total metabolic capacity is about 15 to 20 percent exercise associated thermogenesis is about five percent okay so okay so by those numbers activity would be about three times more important absolutely than exercise. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. You take a person who is extremely active every single day. They never sit down. They're always moving. They're always picking up something. Maybe they break a little bit of a sweat. Maybe occasionally they have to do something that's semi-hard. Mm-hmm. But they're active every day. Versus a person who sits on his butt every day at work, but he goes to the gym every night for a half hour. Who's in better health or condition, you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two things. One... Um, you mentioned semi-hard, and I just want to put out a plug for our erectile dysfunction podcast that we previously did. Two, based on where this discussion has gone, I'm going to say the active person. Absolutely. Okay, that surprises me a little bit. Absolutely. Because you're always moving. Once again, the way human beings evolved, we are designed to be mobile creatures. Mm-hmm. We are not designed to overstrain ourselves. It goes back to our very first podcast on inflammation. If we overdo it, we are overstressing ourselves. Then our body produces cortisol, adrenaline. Too much cortisol produces detrimental attributes to the body. Uh, Too much inflammation. Tissues start breaking down. It's like this. If you're always going too hard, comparison I use is a car engine. You always driven your car up to 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Always. What's Mm -hmm. What's gonna happen to that engine eventually? Well, it's going to burn out. Exactly. Yeah. You got to go about 30 to 40 miles an hour. Okay. So you want to, you want to be active with mild bouts of intense exercise. Now, the food, we're going to talk about that before we run out of time here. Yeah. The thermal effect of food is about 10%. So you're talking non-activity, exercise, and food consists of about 30 to 40% of your total metabolic capacity. The other remaining 60 to 70% consists of genetics, it consists of how well you sleep, it consists of your bone length, your muscle length, your height, 
all those factors, genetics, that plays into really the majority of your metabolic capacity. They call it resting metabolic rate. So activity is important because, once again, to wrap it up, you have to be mobile, on the move, every single day if you can. If you can get in at least an hour to two hours of activity every single day versus, okay, I don't have time to go to the gym, but you get in at least an hour or two of moving around activity every single day, you're going to be fine in most occasions. Now, the one exception is this, and this will be in the next podcast. If you're training for something specific like a sport, mm-hmm. that totally changes the dynamic. Okay, well, that makes sense. Because but, you're training for an event in which you have to do some specialized type of training for. Totally makes sense. Let me ask you this. So if people are listening and they have a, a what we'd call a typical sedentary job, they live in a cube eight, nine hours a day. What are some like practical tips you would give them just to make sure they're being active? Get up every 30 minutes, do some air squats, do some push-ups, do some uh, well, pull-ups might be kind of hard to do at work, but yeah, do, do something. Walk up the stairs instead of taking the elevator or the mm-hmm. escalator. Mm-hmm. Walk up the stairs. But every 30 minutes, get up and just move around and do something. Uh, when you go to the store, park a little bit of a distance you've heard this before yeah park park a little bit of a distance from the grocery store or the department store or the shopping mall whatever whatever you're doing and walk as long as it's a safe area okay so you want to make sure that you try to get in you know the thing is what ten thousand steps a day that's going to be difficult for some people maybe mm-hmm. but try to get in at least five thousand to six thousand steps a day Okay. I mean, that, that seems doable. And everybody wears these trackers these days. I mean, you can, you can set alarms. Uh, Paul's wearing one right now mm-hmm. to tell you every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, get up. Um, and speaking of, do you, do you know, or do you have a, a preference or an opinion when it comes to sitting like versus a standing desk when you're in more of a sedentary job? Human beings, once again, we are not meant to sit down for long lengths of time. No set. But then again, we're not meant to just stay stationary standing in one position either. We're meant to be mobile. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I like the Vera desks that you see on TV, the commercials where you stand up and you can sit down for a little bit, stand up and sit down. That's better because sitting down excessively really loads up the spine in a bad way. Yeah. It puts a lot of compression on the spine. Walking is the best universal exercise you can do it doesn't overtax you it's good for your metabolism it doesn't give you a severe insulin response or cortisol response it is the best things you can do and what's amazing everybody listening it's totally free to walk you can get out you can do it you you've just got to be a big big buzzword today is mindfulness you just got to be mindful it sounds like of Oh, okay. I've been sitting too long. I need to get up and take some steps. I would also recommend you change the the, the variant how you walk. Sometimes walk on the beach. Sometimes go to a hilly area with uneven terrain. Sometimes walk barefooted. Oh, wow. Okay, because there's a thing called grounding, and uh, that where you walk on grass or you walk on sand, there's these ions, these negative ions that connect with your body that helps your body become healthier. So walking barefoot is good, but don't do that excessively if you're not accustomed to it because you can hurt yourself. But walking barefoot on grass or sand is really good. I've never heard of that. That Okay, mm-hmm. that's a tip you're only going to get on Health Detective, grounding. All right, I've heard of grinder, but not grounding. This 
I, I learn so much every episode we have. Um, so obviously activity, very, very important, more important than exercise. And it sounds like even more important than what you eat is to stay. Well, health is health is a it's like a recipe menu. You have to everything's got to be just right. The right amount of sleep, the right amount, the quality of food, the right activity, the right type of exercise, good, clean water fresh air and sun exposure. That's another potential podcast we can do in the future because a lot of people are afraid of the sun. Mm -hmm. Just a real kind of teaser here. Those same third world countries and where people are out working in the fields are they in the sun? Mm -hmm. They have the lowest rates of cancer. Wow. Okay. I I do want to do a pod. I love these teasers too, but I do want to do a podcast on that because I was the kid that my mom made me wear a t-shirt in the pool when I was little because... I mean, look at me. I burned and bubbled and it was awful. So um, so now I do hide from the sun. I mean, if I'm out, I've got 100 SPF on anything that's exposed. So um, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to that one. Well, I'm looking forward to it. All right. So uh, any parting shots or, or any sage advice on activity before we uh, cut out on this one? Eat right, sleep right, train right, live right, do right. All right. Great info. Let's say people want to go a little bit deeper. They they uh, are interested in talking to you about the services that you offer as a health professional. How can they get in contact with you? Let me say this as a qualifier. Everybody is different individually, biochemically speaking. Mm-hmm. I am not your average guy that's going to give you a, okay, do this diet, do this workout. We're all different. Mm-hmm. And when you come to me, I will individually design a program that fits your biochemical makeup but the way to get in touch with me is this, 816-405-7703. My email is rwpsports at yahoo.com. You can also see me on Facebook, Innovative Sports Training, or like me at Roberto Parker. All right. You know what? I like you right here. Thanks so much. This has been The Health Detective. Thanks so much for tuning in. Check out our other amazing episodes, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker. You can contact Roberto at 816-405-7703 or by email at rwpsports at yahoo.com with any comment or question you may have. Join us next time for the Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker. The Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker has been a KCTK production produced by Roberto Parker, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavota. All rights reserved. For more information and content, email us at kctkradio at gmail.com.